Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel Podcast. As a vibrant part of life at Trinity Western University, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. Thank you so much, um, Reverend James, for this opportunity to share my testimony of um, what God has been doing in my life um, since I've known him. And the reason I particularly say what he's been doing in my life is because he definitely is still working and has a lot to do. I mean, if you see the way I wake up in the morning, the state of my hair, you know that there's a lot to be done in my life. Like, <laughs> this is all put up, but usually it's not like this. All right, so as I prepared to share um, my testimony today, I, I faced a lot of difficulty, particularly because I wanted to choose one thing to talk about. Um, if you look at my life from the time that I was born with um, serious health complications and living through a civil war back home, on, on Reds back home, to moving to the other side of the country here in Canada, um, as I looked through that experience, all I can see really is how God has been good to me. So today I'm just going to share one aspect of God's goodness in my life. And yeah. So um, when I was deciding which school to apply to um, back in Cameroon, I had two unnegotiable criteria. One was that it must be a Christian school. Secondly, it has to have a good business program. I mean, I love God, that's for sure, but then I wanted to get a good education too. Um, Of course, things like having a very reliable and impeccable Wi-Fi connection was a given to me. I mean, when you're from Africa, you watch the movies here, you're like, oh my goodness, these people never have power outages, these people never have Wi-Fi connection issues. But of course, it didn't take me long to realize that that's not always true. Trinity does have issues. (laughs) And I had to to accept that fact. All right. And so I spent um, most of my education uh, in Cameroon in what we call a circular um, school system. And that's basically anything that is not a Christian school. So anything that is in Trinity, like UBC, would refer to as secular. But I spent the last two years of my high school education in a Christian school um, back home. And then I really liked the somewhat security I felt that the, the confidence to talk to people about my faith, the, the security of the environment, and the love and appreciation I felt there being around other Christians. And I really wanted to continue that experience here. And also moving away from home and not being with family members Um, I felt that a Christian school was, in my own mind, the most secure environment, um, which is why I wanted to go to a Christian school. So as you all know, in 2020, um, things changed, and Trinity Western University, which I thought to be the perfect environment where um, security was intact, um, um, I would get all I wanted in in terms of environment. And I mean, I wanted a place that was safe, a place that was quiet, a place that was peaceful peaceful, and produced um, the confidence to live out my faith. But what I found that in 2020 with um, COVID was that that was affected to some measure. 
because um, that was sitting in my room, not sure if I'll be asked to move out the next day because they were shutting down campus, not sure where I was going to go to. And suddenly, this environment, which I thought to be impenetrable, was, was threatened. And it was in the midst of this uncertainty, in the midst of um, this doubt and all these questions, that um, God drew my attention to something else. He drew my attention to a different environment. And it's not an environment that I had never been in. In fact, it's an environment that I had been living in for a very long time, but had not been brought into the consciousness of its reality. And that's the environment called Christ. And so today, I'll be sharing um, a bit about what God has shown me about living in Christ and how that's impacted my faith and my day-to-day life. So um, I'll be reading through a lot of scriptures. If you have your Bible I want to follow along with me, I'll encourage you to, um, but I think you can keep up with me. So first of all, we're going to read from 2 Corinthians um, chapter 5, um, verse 17. And I'll just read a couple of scriptures that talk about Christ being an environment in which we live. So 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And the second um, verse scripture is Galatians chapter 2, 1 to 5. Thank you. Then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also, I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. But neither Titus who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised and that because of false brethren on our west brought in, who came in privately to spy out our liberty, our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, um, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we gave place by subjection. No, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with us. So the reason I wanted to read from verse 1 to 5 was so that you could see the context. So here, um, Apostle Paul was concerned that... Um, other people were basically deceiving the, the believers in Christ, telling them that they had to do certain things and that they couldn't live in a certain way. But then he was telling them that you have freedom in Christ. There are certain liberties which living in this new environment of Christ Jesus um, gives you. So in both passages, Apostle Paul seeks to strengthen the faith of the brethren by informing, teaching, and encouraging them in some vital truths of their new life in Christ. A remarkable thing here is that, which I've already mentioned, is that we live in a new environment. We live in Christ Jesus. We don't live around him. We don't live beside him. But he lives in us, and we also live in him. Um, In Acts chapter 17, verse 28, um, Paul puts it like this. In him we live, we move, and we have our being. Furthermore, um, in Galatians, he shares that as inhabitants of this Christ environment, we are free. No longer are we governed by the law of sin and death, which condemned and constantly told us we were not enough, um, and reminded us of our past failures and shortcomings. Rather, we are now governed by the law of the spirit that gives life, 
as we find in Romans chapter 1, verse 8. If you could put that up for us, please. Therefore, now, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. So while this sounds really nice that, oh, we've been brought into this new law, we've been brought into this freedom, what, what does this actually look like? So John chapter 6, verse 63 says, um, and that's just speaking, he says, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words which I speak to you are spirit and life. If you notice in both passages, um, two things that come up are that the word of God is referred to as spirit and life. So in other words, in this new environment, this environment of Christ Jesus, we are called to live by the word of God. If we're called to live by word, by the law, we're called to live by the word of God. And what this means is our thoughts, our actions, our speech is supposed to be directed by the word of God. So what God says about you is what is. What God says about your environment is what is. What God says about your future is what is, regardless of the circumstances around you, because it is a law. It governs your environment. It governs your circumstances. So with the word of God, we don't just um, practice it or just obey just to say, okay, a lot, I've done this thing. Check off the list. The word of God here is meant to be practiced. It's meant to be lived by. Um, and uh, Moses in the Old Testament, he said that when he was giving the, the law to the Israelites, he said that these instructions that I'm giving to you, they are your life. He didn't say just something you obey. He said they are your life. In other words, when you open the word of God and you read it, God is describing to you what your life is supposed to be like. David said, in the volume of the books, it is written of me. I have come to do your will, O God. So, living um, through the pandemic, um, being in my room, not sure what was going to happen, I would open the word of God and see and read that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know how this is going to work out for me. Like, where am I going to stay? How am I going to continue with school? Do I have to go back the next day? What is going to happen? But then his word tells me that all things work together for good. I don't know how it's going to happen, but as far as I'm concerned, that is my reality. That is what is going to happen because that's what God says. And so I think that way, and while other people or the world is, bring, is, is communicating fear, is communicating stress, in, in my closet, I say, Lord, I believe your word. I believe this is going to turn out for good. And I speak that out too boldly. I'm not scared. When someone says, how are you feeling? How are you stressed about this? No, I'm not stressed because I believe that it's going to turn out for my good. I don't understand how because God is the one who takes care of the how. But I just know that's going to happen and I'm bold enough to speak it. Second Corinthians chapter, thank you, 3 verse 18 says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is spirit. All right. So in this verse, we see that by studying the word of God through meditation, 
and um, through focus, we discover the glory of God, which is in us. Because if we truly are looking into the mirror, which the Bible discuss, um, the Bible calls the word of God a mirror. And if truly we are looking into a mirror, then we are, what we see is a reflection um, of ourselves in Christ. So in other words, what the scripture is telling us is that we are the glory of God. So if this is the case then, if God truly sees us as his glory, if God truly sees us as his excellence, a display of his excellence, then we also ought to see ourselves in the same light. It doesn't matter if you woke up one day and it seemed like everything wasn't going as you had planned. It doesn't matter if you, um, if you got bad news from home that somebody died. That is true. That's a challenge, you know. But Jesus said, in this world, you face many challenges, but be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. He says, be of good cheer because even though out there in that environment, because you are in me, as long as you stay in me, as long as you stay in that word, as far as that word is concerned, you overcome. So what God says about our lives is truly what matters because his word has all supremacy. I was chatting with a friend a couple of weeks ago and he, he reminded me of something. He said, Ellen, the Holy Spirit is more real than anything else in this world. Anything else. Yes, your physical eyes may see things, but he was before the world was, and he's going to be even after things go. Situations will come and go, but the word of God will remain the same. The word of God will stay. So in the heat of things, in the heat of whatever situation you are in, fix your eyes on God's word. Fix your eyes on his promises and see to it that what he says is what is in your life. So I just want to encourage you today that um, I don't know the situations you're going through. I don't know what you're, you're facing right now. But whatever it is, Try not to fall into the temptation of speaking according to your feelings. The Bible says that we are led by faith. We live by faith and not by sight. We live by faith and not by our feelings. Um, yes, you may be having a class that you're not doing very well in, and it seems like, oh my goodness, I'm going to fill this class. But the Bible says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Take encouragement in that and tell yourself, do I actually believe that I can do all things? It didn't say some things. It said all things. Once you believe that, you speak it forth. You know, you say that to yourself, I can do all things. And be bold enough to say, because if you truly believe it, why are you keeping it to yourself? Why are you conscious of if someone is going to criticize you and say, oh, your goodness, you're so braggadocious, or you're so overconfident. No, I'm overconfident in the word of God. Um, so... I guess that's my testimony. My testimony is that coming to Trinity Western University or throughout my time in Trinity Western University, God has taught me the importance of living in his word and living in his presence above everything else. Because now that we've gone past what I'll call the heat of the pandemic, we're still here. You know, um, things have gotten better for me, a lot better than I thought. And I still continue to see God's faithfulness in my life. And truly, God has proved that his word is final. His word is superior. So, 
regardless of the pressures of life, don't, don't push the panic button. And what I mean by that is don't get into a scare zone where you're like freaking out. You know, the Bible says don't be anxious for anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, lay your request before God. Always go back to the word of God. Always go back to the word of God because it's secure. Because it's secure. All right. So I guess I'll end here. <laughs> I'm not a great preacher. And uh, yeah, um, I'll just pray for us before we leave. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for um, this opportunity that we have to, to listen to your word, um, to, to listen to how you've been, been faithful in my life. And Lord, I hope that what you've been doing in my life has encouraged someone, has strengthened someone's faith, and that, Lord, these lessons that you've taught us about fixing our eyes on your word would go out with us, that regardless of what um, the circumstances around us tell us, regardless of what the news or people around us tell us, that we will be fixated on what you tell us, because your description of our life is what truly is our life, because you have given us new life. And as we go about our day, Lord, I pray that everything would go on well and that you would continue to lead us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you are blessed and be encouraged in your faith life. Chapel happens every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11 a.m. in the gymnasium or online at livechapel.twu.ca. You can also stay connected with us by following at TWU Chapel. Until next time, much love.